Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully, so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. It's Wednesday, June 20th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me in studio today, thank goodness it's Matt Arkinson. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, and the, I sense some stress. The news fairy went bananas last night. She sure did. Uh, there is so much news. To, here's how much news fairy bombs got dropped. Uh, right, and you mentioned that right before we came in the studio, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and Jamie Dimon decided uh, to name the guy who's heading up their healthcare initiative. And we're not talking about that. We'll probably hit that on Motley Fool Money. Uh, this weekend, um, but we're, we're, there's just too much other news to can't, get to. Can't fit that. We can't fit that end. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about GE. We're going to talk about the Starbucks news. We got to start with the the news that we talked about a week ago, uh, the last time you were in the studio, which is the the Disney Fox Comcast and the latest uh, moves there. And uh, Disney raised their bid, and they raised their bid from fifty two point four billion. To seventy-one point three billion in cash and stock. Um, first, what was your reaction when you saw the news? I, I I'm a little surprised because I kind of left last week thinking, you know, this this might give Disney its shareholders a bit of an out. But but they're, they're, Disney's coming strong to the hole here, and um, you know, kind of reading through again the assets they're going to acquire. Why they're doing it? Why they think this fits into Bob Iger's long-term vision? I think it makes sense. I mean, I think they—you know—they certainly didn't want to get into a bidding war with Comcast. They didn't want to raise their original bid about fifty percent, which is what they've been forced to do. But I do think, you know, if you take a really long-term view, it's—it's—it's probably a strong move, and I can understand why they're—they're kind of putting their best foot forward right here. And the way I look at this deal is, they're really not giving Comcast. A lot of room. If they had sort of just matched Comcast's bid, which you know, in my view, I think that would have been maybe even enough to say Fox, we're going to stick with Disney. We've been working with them for months. But no, they went in. You know, they went ahead and trumped Comcast's bid by quite a bit, uh, and giving the option for shareholders of Fox to accept either cash or stock. That's an interesting twist that I think is positive for uh, if I'm a Fox shareholder. So I think Disney says we want we want to get this deal done, and we want to preclude Comcast from sort of. Trumping us again, and in the same way that we talked about last week, that Comcast didn't just come in with a higher bid; it was a significantly higher bid. Same sort of thing here, and I'm I'm curious. You said you were a little bit surprised. Were you surprised that it happened, or were you surprised at the number? I think I'm surprised at the number okay. more than anything else. That was the same with me because I I thought if you know if I'm at a sports book in Vegas and I get to bet on what what do I think is Disney's move here, I think where I'm putting my money is. What you alluded to, that Disney gets closer, gets in the ballpark, maybe even matches it, because the affinity from Rupert Murdoch, at least all of the public statements that come from Rupert Murdoch, clearly his affinity is with Disney and feels like they're going to be a great care, a better caretaker of the assets. Right. Um, so I thought, well, they'll get in the neighborhood. They'll maybe they'll bump it up a little bit and and go six, you know, sixty sec, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, as you said, the, the giving the option on cash and stock, that's also an interesting twist. Yeah, it helps. 
it helps strengthen the, the idea that the deal can get done. And Disney already has apparently has the credit uh, credit markets lined up to give them the amount of cash they're going to need to do this deal. It also adds some risk, though, because if I'm a Fox shareholder now, I have a bit of a taxable situation potentially, and I don't think. Murdoch and team, I, I think they like the, the, the sort of tax-free nature of the all-stock deal yes. and acquiring a significant stake in Disney. Now, that gets diluted a little bit. They don't get that ownership. They do get cash. So, there's some tax situations there. And if you're a Disney shareholder, there's also now more leverage involved. And so, in other words, I, the deal is a little more accretive because I'm giving up less stock. So, it's less dilutive to me as a Disney shareholder. But because Disney's going to take on a significant amount of cash to do this, or going to need a significant amount of cash, they're going to take on more debt. So now I have a, a much highly higher levered asset, I guess, when I'm, when all is said and done with Disney and Fox. Disney executives did a call uh, this morning, and among the comments from Bob Iger, were even more enthusiastic about this purchase and said, "We are already six months into the regulatory process, and we see a clear and timely path to approval." That's a nice reminder that uh, Bob Iger is not messing around, not even a little bit. And also, I kind of like the the shot across the bow of Brian Roberts at Comcast, where it's basically like, "Look, dude, don't just if it's a poker game, it's Bob Iger saying you should fold your cards, you should not raise me." Right? Yeah, we've been in this. We've been, you know, we've been working on this for months. By the way, Brian Roberts, you came and tried to acquire us. Comcast tried to acquire Disney you know, 15 years ago. I gave yes. you the door then. I'm going to give you the door again here. Uh, and I, you know, I think Iger reiterated some of the things, you know, some of the potential of what these assets can do. I think a controlling stake in Hulu. I think all those UK assets with Sky. I think the regional sports networks. Although there is a caveat there that they said they might be willing to sort of divest those if if it's necessary to get the deal done. Uh, there's a control of a major media company in India. There's just a lot on the table, and he he said, you know, it, you know, it hasn't been that long, but since we announced this initial deal, those the value of those assets have probably gone up. Based on growth, based on the tax reform bill, so we're okay with paying more. We think they're they're worth it. I'm glad you mentioned the regional sports networks because that that is um, a week ago. I started to see stories pop up in uh, the sports media about, uh, and it, this was in the wake of Comcast raising the bid. And so you, I started to see these stories of, well, wait a minute. What happens if Disney comes? What and sort of raising the prospect of are they going to have to divest these regional sports um, networks? If so, who's going to buy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's going to buy them? So there are. I mean, this is fascinating to watch unfold. And there are, even if Comcast decides, you know what, we're not going to try and match this. Go ahead, Disney. It's all yours. There are still a bunch of dominoes to fall in, in this whole thing. Oh, I agree, and I. I, I, I don't. I think Comcast is going to come back. The question is, <laughs> I mean, I, if, you're, if you're a Fox shareholder, you got to be loving this because oh my I god, mean, yes, it's you. You've gotten forty or fifty percent more out of this deal in, than, than you thought you were going to get, and you thought you had a great deal six, seven months ago, and now you're just getting more and more. And I, I do think this carries forward. I, I agree. I think over the past week there was talk about maybe the two companies can sort of surgically take apart Fox and take what they want and, and have a kind of deal with it that way. But no, I mean, Disney Disney wants it all. Comcast wants it all. The price is probably going up even more. Let's move on to Starbucks. And Starbucks shares are now 8% this morning, uh, with good reason. Well, I don't know if it's a good reason. <laughs> Let's get to that. So, Starbucks came out. They lowered guidance for Q3. They said that they are slowing the number of store openings that they have planned. Um, and they're uh, closing 
150 company-owned stores next year. And for context, that's about triple the number that they typically close in a given year. Right. This is this this reminds me of what the kind of they went through 10 years ago when they they realized they had overexpanded. Charles uh, Howard, sorry, Howard Schultz came back in and said, "Hey, we're going to grow smarter now. You know, we're not going to just open a Starbucks at every corner. That doesn't work. Eventually, you have underperforming stores, and I think that's where they are today." I'm not surprised at the the guidance for the same sort of sales growth. I think they've that's been trending that way. Um, they have gotten so much out of their U.S. out of their legacy store base. Um, you know, and it's just. Whether it's throughput, whether it's new beverage ideas, whether it's the rewards program, which just for some odd reason just hasn't taken off. It's just it's one of those weird things. I when I analyze the business, um, all those initiatives just they've gotten so much out of their domestic stores, their legacy stores that I'm not surprised growth has really slowed to a crawl. Are you surprised that the stock is down eight percent though? Because that seems a little overreactiony. It feels that way. I guess. When they reported better than expected results last quarter, I think maybe some investors, maybe the market said, okay, things have sort of bottomed about here. We're going to see maybe a bounce back in same store sales. And now you again have further evidence that that's not. The trend is still down with a lot of their stores. And so I think maybe that a lot of investors are kind of just throwing up their hands today and saying, ah, this is not where I thought it was going to be. So back to Disney for a second, because one of the things Iger said, and this Shouldn't surprise anyone. He basically said, "Hey, that twenty billion dollar share buyback plan that we announced last year. Yeah, we're not going to be completing that because yeah. we found a better use for the cash. And good, and good. I mean, that's we've talked before. We we prefer to see that type of thing. You yeah. know, if you have a better place for the cash, that's great. By the same token, I don't know off the top of my head how much cash on the balance sheet Starbucks has, but it really seems time for Kevin Johnson, the CEO, to." Put his crack team to work on finding the best in the business mobile app experience. Maybe call up Patrick. I don't know if I don't know if all the restaurant CEOs know one another, <laughs> and so maybe he and Patrick Doyle from Domino's. Maybe he could give him a call and say, "Hey, right? Um, how'd you make your app work? Because our app experience and really, it, it's it's a little baffling that for all of the." For all of the things that Starbucks has done right over the past, say, 10 to 15 years, not really doing a great job with the mobile, with the both the loyalty program and the mobile ordering experience. They've really kind of maybe yeah. botched is it, they're in the middle. They haven't done a great job with it. They haven't like blown it to the point where. Like I almost wish that they had completely blown it because then it would have been like, oh my god, we got to start over from scratch. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They're playing. It's it's like they're they're middling with this, yes. and and it just doesn't feel like it's gained the kind of traction that you see with with uh, Panera Bread, for example, is the one name I'm thinking about. Where yes. they had this mosh pit problem, and, and was it Ron Shake? Is that Ron that's Shake? The name? Yeah. I'm, I, when you said you know they should bring someone, in, I'm thinking maybe that's that's the guy they need yes. to bring in uh, because they solved their problem, and I and for all. Intents and purposes, I eat at Panera Bread quite a bit, and it's it's an awesome mobile experience. But it's so easy and so efficient, and I just feel like why hasn't Starbucks solved that problem? And that's kind of what Kevin. I thought Kevin Johnson, with his Microsoft background, his tech background, that's kind of what he was going to come in and do. Obviously, they still need to put more emphasis on it. But you know, to your to your point. In a way, unlike Disney, they're actually adding more to their share buyback. They're, Starbucks is telling you, hey, we got a lot of cash. We don't have a lot of great ideas right now, so you know we're, we're increasing the dividend twenty percent. We're adding ten billion dollars to our to our capital uh, allocation plan for shareholders. A lot of that's going to be buybacks. 
you know, hey, we we're we're, we're we're figuring this out. It's not inspiring. No, I mean it's not. I mean there there are worse uses for that money. So um, I I suppose I should be thankful as a shareholder uh, <laughs> that. They're not just setting the money on fire, but it really does seem like, in terms of initiatives, that that really is probably front and center for Kevin Johnson over the next twelve months. It's got to be, and I think you know, uh, by all measures, the China business has really taken off, and that that is is going to be a great pillar for them. I would just say, I think for Starbucks shareholders, you and I both are, and a lot of our listeners are, this is really a, a case in valuation if you think about it. So. Starbucks shares have really done nothing for about three years. But if you go back to the three years ago, when comps were still growing five percent, you know the trends look great. The union economics were fantastic. The China business was taking off. You know the stock then was trading for about thirty times forward earnings, um, and the dividend yield was around one percent. And so you go back then and say, well, it was a growth stock trading for a growth valuation. Today it's about twenty times forward earnings. The dividend with the raise is about two and a half percent, approaching two and a half percent yield. It has made that transition from a growth stock to a value stock, and I, I look at Starbucks today, and I, I see a pretty good value, especially after today's drop. Especially when you consider that they sell a legally addictive product. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a great business. It's it's a good business to be in. Um, quick shout out to Rocket Mortgage. Um, maybe you're looking to buy a home. Maybe you're looking to refinance your existing home loan, um, and if you are. Uh, they're not easy things, and you, you want to make sure you get that right because that's a big financial decision. That's the biggest. I don't know if people still write checks anymore, but if you're still writing checks, that's the biggest check that you are going to stroke oh, yeah. in your life. And you want to be as confident as you are at your job in your life in general. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan because it's simple. It allows you to fully understand all the details so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage. For you. And to get started, that's also simple. Just go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. The first bit of business from the news ferry, I thought that this was going to be our lead story today. And then the headlines just kept coming. General Electric is being kicked out of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Ouch. And the, I mean, it has been a brutal 12 months that, for GE. Yeah, that is just kicking the kicking a guy while he's down. It is. And um, after 110 years. I was going to say, come on. 1907. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's when General Electric joined the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So the the GE is getting kicked out of the Dow um, while for sentimental reasons it it may be disappointing. For business reasons, it probably shouldn't come as a big shock to anyone. Here's what's here's, here's the surprise for me is that replacing GE in the Dow is Walgreens. Yeah. And, that's the... and I'm calling it Walgreens because I just I'm I don't like that they're Stop trying to make Walgreens Boots Alliance happen. <laughs> I know. I never. I've never said Walgreens it's, it's Boots Walgreens. Alliance. So, do, do you do you have any sense of what the rationale is here for not to not to hate on Walgreens? It's a no, fine no, business. No. It's it's a big drugstore business. Yeah. Here in the states, but if you had given me twenty five guesses. I wouldn't have come. Cl- you could have given me fifty no, guesses. I, I wouldn't have come up with Walgreens. I'm right there with you. I would have. I mean, we talked about Starbucks. I would. I wouldn't be that surprised if Starbucks was getting in, just because McDonald's is the only restaurant company in the Dow, and it 
Starbucks is about the same size. I don't know. It makes sense. But anyway, yeah, to Walgreens, this was this was a shock. I mean, the thing with the Dow that, and I'm not an expert on this, and I don't know how this committee makes these decisions, um, but it, they they definitely look for household names. I think they look for recognizable brands. They look for businesses that are large businesses. Um, you know, and so Walgreens is about a $65, $66 billion market cap company. It's a consumer staple. It is, by a small hair, the largest retail pharmacy company. So it's got that going for it. But then I, but then I, the next logical question is, well, why not CVS? I mean, CVS is a bigger company. Uh, it may end up merging with Aetna, which then creates one of the largest healthcare companies in the in the country. And I would say, well, that seems the most the more logical choice than Walgreens Boots Alliance. Uh, but the one thing to remember about the Dow that a lot of people don't know is that it, unlike the S and P 500 and most other indexes, which are market cap weighted, the Dow is price weighted, uh, and so. It's it's in in the, it seems illogical to me, but basically the, the price of a stock, if, if the higher the price of the stock, the more influence it has uh, over the Dow uh, of the, uh, the over the average, and so that's why a company like Amazon or Google, which you think would be natural blue chip companies to join the Dow in terms of this average that's supposed to measure you know kind of the an investment guide to the United States or to you know to North America maybe. Uh, those companies, if Amazon got in, it'd be about 25% of the value of the Dow. So you essentially have one company influencing 25% of the change in the Dow. So it's this price weighted mechanism that really uh, influences a lot of the decisions that go in. So Walgreens, uh, being the size of it is and the price that it's at, it's going to come in. It's going to be about a two percent weight on the index. It's kind of it's in the middle of the road. It's not you know it's it's kind of a logical choice if you're just saying, all right, there's a company that has a lot of aspects, household name. It's going to come in. It's going to have a you know average middling influence on the on the Dow. It's an easy choice. Um, I think there could be a lot better choices though. Just for the sake of context, uh, we've mentioned before the Fool 100 index. We have our own index here at the Motley Fool, and you can learn more about it just by going to fool100.com. A hundred companies, just like the name suggests. Walgreens is not in the Fool 100 <laughs> index, but it's in the Dow 30. I don't know. It's a it's a it's a mysterious move. But, yeah, um, it is. But uh, I, I like uh, I like to think that at some point in the next week or two, uh, a, a long form story is going to show up, maybe in the Wall Street Journal or something else. That's sort of the behind the scenes um, TikTok of how this decision was was arrived at. Yeah, and you know what? Looking at the Dow today, the the one the one area that seems very underrepresented to me, just because maybe we've been talking about it a lot, is just media entertainment. So you've got Walt Disney. Uh, and then you know maybe Verizon's in there as well, and I know they're they're doing a lot with content these days. But I feel like there's a lot more, given what we're seeing in the industry. I mean, uh, you know, depending on how this AT&T Dow Warner deal goes, I mean, AT&T used to be a member of the Dow. Uh, I feel like there's room for that kind of business. The one name that I thought actually could get some consideration at some point is, and this would be a strange one, but Activision Blizzard, because if you think about it, where entertainment's going, it's a sixty billion dollar company. It's roughly the same size as Walgreens. Uh, yet, and this is you know it's. It's the right size. It's global. It's the future of entertainment. I eventually think you'll see a company like that probably in the Dow. I love that, and I think that speaks to, uh, in some small way, the makeup of the people on the committee who decided <laughs> this. Because Activision Blizzard is kind of at the other end of the spectrum as a business. Yes. From Walgreens. Yeah, totally. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Fooler. The show is mixed by Iron Man Austin Morgan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. 
We'll see you tomorrow.